Sound is speeding. Checking it out. Oh, oh, fuck. Okay. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Monday edition of This Week with Drew. This This Week with Drew. This Week with Drew. Coming to you. It's the tight hoodie crew when we zip it up. Because that's what you do when you a member of the tight hoodie crew. <laughs> I like, ooh. My mother-in-law got me this hoodie and it zips all the way. It's a Lululemon. I like it. I, I like Dude Lululemon products, man. I honestly, I'm wearing a full-ass Lululemon suit right now. I got Lululemon hoodie full up, zipped right up to the chin, right up to the chin. And then we're talking full-on Lululemon sweatpants with nice socks. It's I'm comfy right now, bro. I hope that you guys are comfy too. Uh, thank you so much for listening or watching. And if you are while listening or watching, then thank you. And uh, it's nice that we're all here. Welcome to the show. Um, today on the show, uh, we got. Uh, I'm gonna do a news story because I forgot to ask a question. We were. De- <laughs> I debuted a new segment called "What Do You Think." And then I had this music for it and everything sent in by Taryn. Shout out Taryn. A uh, guy who listens and watches the podcast, and he sent in a theme song for uh, me to use, and then I didn't even do the segment. <laughs> so I got a news. We're going to do uh, the news segment. It's a co-segment of big news. So I'm going to do a big news, and then uh, ask, what do you think? And then we'll read the answers on Thursday. Okay, great. Uh, also, how was my... How? Oh no! What if we did? What if we did something? Oh, oh, zooming in on me. How was my weekend? Do you really wanna fucking know? Okay, so uh, Friday, um, I did stand-up at the Corner Comedy Club, as I am so often known to do. Corner Comedy Club East. Not a lot of people there. That's all right. Eight people show, nine people show. No, ten people show. There was I was miscalculating because people were coming and going. Uh, very fun. And then Saturday, I was in Brantford, and I got to do a, the Sanderson Center, which is a big, giant theater, and it was not sold out. They only sold out the first half of the thing. And there was, uh, it was going fine. And uh, shout out Martha O'Neill who hosted it. And this guy, the amazing Vito, who is like a comedy magician guy who does like, you know, like shitty magic, like, but funnily, like funny. And I'm like, whatever. Like I was down with that. (laughs) Like, I like that sort of shit, man. That's what I was my initial interest. I remember going to the fringe and the street performers festival in Edmonton, man. And Edmonton is a super huge theater town. Like, I don't know if people know that, but Edmonton is like a real, we have the Edinburgh fringe festival is huge, but the Edmonton fringe festival is like now also like very huge. Um, and then there's the Edmonton street performers festival too. So it was either at the street performers festival or the fringe festival. And there was a guy street performing, but there was this guy and he fucking was called the amazing, like, 
what was he called? He was called Nikolai or something like that. And then he, I uh, volunteered because I've always been like this. Like, and this was like the age of like six or seven. I like volunteered. I like really wanted to go on stage. And like, he brought me on stage as a volunteer. And then he gave me money to go run and like buy a hot dog or something like that, some sausage. And then I like went and I was like freaked out because I was like by myself and I didn't know what to do. And I went to the wrong hot dog vendor and then he came back. And then I can't remember what happened. And then I like, and then I went and got the right hot dog or something like that. And then, I, but I remember like, dude, like, like this innate thing in me, like wanting to like volunteer to like be like, I, like I wanted to get up there and like be on stage too. And like, I remembered that so precisely. So this guy's act of being a magician, but like, you know, incorporating the audience and stuff like that, it kind of reminded me of like, wow, like this was one of the first experiences that I've ever had with like entertainment or performing was watching the Edmonton, you know, um, street performance. I think it was probably the street performers festival and like, you know, and like just being like, wow. And then just feeling this thing. Like, I want to do that, man. <laughs> like, let me up there. You're letting people up there. Like, let me up there, buddy. Oh man, this is like six or seven. And then that got me so relaxed. And then I was like, wow, man, like I've really like really been like trying to do this for my like whole life, you know, like it's been something that I've been striving for. And it's this big, beautiful, giant theater. And then Vito does his thing. And then Martha goes up and does her thing and then brings me back on stage. And it was just like, I just felt so comfortable and I felt so appreciative, like just like, I was having one of those experiences on stage where I just felt like, uh, man, like I appreciate where I'm at right now. You know, like there's ups and downs of of the industry are like it's tough to navigate and it's a really hard thing. Canadian show business is really fucking stupid and that's an oxymoron in itself. But, you know, I was just having this like real nice feeling of just like just being like thankful and just like gracious for like what I was able to be doing at that point, you know, and just like thinking about all the other times I've been on stage on theater, like on theaters and like standing in front of people and just like literally like doing this thing for my whole life, you know, like since I was a little kid, you know, like doing this and drama class and like doing plays and, and playing in bands and doing improv and like it's just like I've been doing this for like of standing in front of people trying to entertain them since I was you know <laughs> the sausage boy uh you know Edmonton Fringe Festival or the Street Performers Festival that just made me feel happy and I just felt comfortable up there. And then and then sure enough, the woman starts heckling and drunk heckling. And I was like, I was fine with it. And I like I just rode that wave, too, man. And I got the whole audience to cheer for me and like and they left and it was a great show after they left. And everyone who was like not down with her, like her whole crew. And there was people that came up to me after the show, like, oh, my God, thank you so much. That was crazy. Like you were so good, blah, blah, blah. Like I wanted, I was sitting right in front of those people that would not shut up. And I was really happy that, that, that they finally left and that you like addressed it in a way. Like I wasn't rude to them or anything. I was just like, Oh my God, you know, you just got a fucking, so big giant theater show and people are heckling you. And it's like, buddy, whatever. Like I just literally felt like I was just like, it was just like, I was riding the waves. You know, you ever see a video that there's a guy and he's like riding a horse or a bucking bronco, but he's like been doing it so long. Like every he like reverse bucks with the horse. So it's almost like he's staying like completely steady and the horse is bucking because he's like so in tune with the bucking bronco that he's like going in reverse of the buck. 
and he's like his wave is canceling out the horse's wave and he's just rem- and he's doing it with like out touching anything and you're like it hey, fuck eight seconds this guy's gonna go till the horse is done buddy like he's just fucking giving her like that and that's what i felt like i was just like riding the wave man and that's nice when you can get to a place like that so i just felt really appreciative <laughs> You know, so, yeah, that's nice. Good. That was my weekend. Saturday, big theater show. Felt good. And then Sunday, I uh, uh, made buttermilk pancakes with buttermilk. Buttermilk pancake mix with blueberries, too. (laughs) Buttermilk is awesome. You can make your own buttermilk, but I saw a whole carton for $3.99, and normally it's a little bit more expensive than that. I've seen buttermilk like $6.99, $7.99 for the same size carton. So I used it. I brined some chicken with it and made some like buttermilk uh, fried chicken, which was pretty awesome. And then and then I used the rest of it for buttermilk pancakes. <laughs> Maybe I'll start doing a Drew's recipe of the week. Oh, yeah, that's what I'll fucking do. Do you see these these segments? They're going to be organic. I'm not going to fucking. <laughs> that's what we need is a nice organic segment. Like recipe of the week. So here, uh, let's see. Let's do the buttermilk brine chicken. So all you got to do is buy a whole chicken, and the best—that's the best value, because some and especially if you can find them on sale for under ten bucks, that's a good value. Like a fryer chicken, or like even like a little roasting chicken. There's different sizes, but get yourself like you know like a nice fucking looking guy, and uh, don't pay more than like twelve bucks if you can. You know, if for if you get it on sale, or you know like. At the grocery store or, you know, like fucking ball out and get a super expensive, you know, safe chicken, Uh, whatever. Get a caged chicken if you want. And then fucking chop that thing up, you know, get it into, give it a 10 piece slice, you know, slice each leg off, fucking come back in, slice the drum off the fucking thigh. So then you got four pieces there and then you slice the fucking wings off and then you got the wings and then you slice the breasts off, and then you can cut the breasts into two pieces. Fucking slide it right down there and save the fucking carcass in the freezer for making chicken stock later. And then take the buttermilk, and then you mix that up with some uh, spices, you know, like smoked paprika, garlic, salt, pepper, oregano, cayenne, um, chili, ancho. Drop that in there in a Ziploc bag with all the chicken and the buttermilk. Fucking mix that shit up. Um, let that chill in the fridge, you know, for like a little, like not too long, but like, you know, overnight. Bring that out and then you mix up the flour with the same spices that you put in the buttermilk. So, you know, all that shit. Mix up the flour. Take a couple spoonfuls of the buttermilk dredge and put it in the flour that you got all seasoned. Make some nice clumpies in there because those are the nice flavor clumpies that fry nice. And then take off your buttermilk chicken from the bag. Fucking shake it off. You know, make sure it's like not dry. Don't pat it down, but get all the excess buttermilk off. And then push that into the flour, like really mush it in there, you know, fucking smashing that shit in there. And then take that and then make sure you got peanut oil or like that's the best oil to use for frying it's the oil they use on submarines actually because it has such a high smoke point and so that's good for frying and it doesn't really impart a peanut flavor either it's like a nice neutral oil with a very high smoke point so then set that oil up you want it at like 400 degrees 
get yourself a nice thermometer and then when you drop the chicken in it's like 375 400 and then when you drop the chicken in the oil should drop down to around like 325 ish and then you kind of want to hold the oil at that temperature let the chicken chill don't touch it when you drop it in the oil for like six seven minutes because the crust has to form if you move around the fried chicken when it's not ready, then the then the flour and all that shit gets knocked off. You want the crust to form six seven minutes, bang, flip that over. A little less on the other side, maybe four or five. Keep that oil, you know, nice nice even temperature, three twenty five ish, something like that. And then do get a nice crust on. And then uh, oh, I f- forgot to say you're supposed to preheat your oven before all this shit to three fifty, and then put that on a wire rack on a cookie sheet in the oven and then bake that in the oven for like i don't know until the internal temperature reaches like 160 165 degrees and then you should be fine and then serve that with a fucking nice like you can make like a nice hot like mayonnaise you can mix fucking mayonnaise up and serve that with like a nice mayonnaise dip hot mayonnaise hot mayonnaise get some pickles going put that on like a bun (laughs) sick man that's fucking delicious sounding okay moving along um oh fuck <laughs> I put it on the bass sound. Uh, time for big news with Drew. Okay, this one is also going to be segueing into what do you think? Okay, uh, uh, bride and groom. Oh fuck! Here, let me open this up here. Um, published twenty hours ago, Fox News. So this is American. Bride and groom expect guests to sit through timeshare presentation as part of destination wedding. So not only are these people making fucking a destination wedding, which already sucks. Now you're. Putting a fucking timeshare on top of it. That's crazy. There's one thing to be said for fucking... Oh, my God. This is actually fucked up. Okay, there's one thing to be said. I went to a fucking wedding in Mexico this year that was not a fucking resort wedding. And it was in Mexico, but it was a fucking... Because it was like a special place for everyone in the friend group. But this is fucking... And that's chill as fuck. Oh my god, I didn't even read this. This is fucking brutal, man. So, they... The bride and groom are having a destination wedding in Cancun. Flight and hotel will be at least $3,000. See, that's what the fuck I'm talking about, bro. If you are fucking getting married... You fucking can't expect a fucking f- a million people to come out to your wedding if it's going to cost $3,000. You know what I mean? Especially if it's just like Cancun, man. Like, fuck, dude. For fucking what? 
So to save money, they have to fucking sit through a fucking timeshare presentation. Oh my god. That's crazy. Wow. That's all there really is. This is a news story about a Reddit post. This is why I'm having trouble reading this right now. I'm like, what is this? This is just a Reddit post. Yo, that's actually super fucked up. Okay, what I was going to ask you is, um, is do you think people should have destination weddings if they've never fucking been there before? What do you think? Um... But now I'm thinking, should news stories based on fucking Reddit posts or tweets be a fucking thing? I'm going to ask you guys that. Should there even be a fucking news story just based on a fucking Reddit post or a fucking tweet? Should 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 what one person posts on social media be constituted as a news story? What do you fucking think? Oh, yo, we're already at 17. Holy fuck, I got to shut her down. Okay. That was a fucking shitty way to end the podcast. I might just edit that out. I don't edit this podcast. (laughs) Okay, well, fucking A. I don't know. I guess I'll talk to you on Thursday.